The Talk of the Town podcast is brought to you by Town Bank Mortgage and our family of companies. NMLS number 512138. The contents of this podcast are for informational and educational purposes only. Town Bank Mortgage is not a financial advisor. Town Bank Mortgage is an equal housing lender. This is not a commitment to lend. Enjoy. Thank you, Jordan, for joining me today for the Talk of the Town podcast. I'm really excited to have you on and discussing your recent home purchase. For those who don't know, Jordan is a member of our marketing team who just closed on her very first home. So, Jordan, congratulations. Thanks, Peyton. So, not only is being a first-time buyer a major achievement, Jordan is 24, and you did this all on your own under the guidance of a town bank mortgage loan officer, which is amazing. So before we dive into the million and a half questions that I have for you today, do you want to just briefly introduce yourself to our audience and tell them a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, as Peyton said, my name is Jordan and I work in our marketing department as a marketing strategist. I joined town bank mortgage, I think in April of 2022. So I'm almost at my one year mark. I'm from the Hampton Roads area. I lived here all of my life. And yeah, I'm really excited to be a new homeowner. Yeah, we're and obviously we're really excited for you. With all the things we ran through, you um, did this on your own, single female, working with town, Gen Z, first time buyer. I mean, you just hit the marks of all of these <laughs> major milestones of a borrower. So with that, we're really excited to kind of run through your experience with our audience. So starting right off the bat, what was this experience like for you? It was, well, I would say overall, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I think working, you know, at Town Bank Mortgage um, and kind of seeing the behind the scenes of the mortgage process, I was kind of prepared for maybe like something to go wrong, but nothing went wrong. It was a very seamless process. But I would say overall, the process taught me a lot about patience and uh, being disciplined. Um, From the time I decided that I wanted to purchase from the time I actually purchased was about six to seven months. So over those six or seven months, I was, you know, saving to make for my down payment. And that's when I had to practice discipline because I'm like, dang, I want to go to this concert. I want to buy these clothes. But, you know, I had to put my money up to save for my down payment. And then also patience, um, just waiting again, you know, till I had enough money saved and then also to find the house that I wanted. Right. I think that discipline element is a huge thing. And I probably need to practice what you're preaching a lot better as I'm sitting, you know, on my phone before this, just kind of scrolling through online shopping. I'm going to work on that. I promise. Um, So that's a really good key thing to keep in mind for people our age looking to buy. So you had mentioned that you, I mean, obviously working here, you have a lot of experience of working with loan officers, understanding the process, kind of what to expect and some of those behind the scenes things. But aside from that, maybe you know, putting that in the back of your head. Did you do any additional preparation on your own, any research, investigating things that maybe somebody who may not work in the mortgage industry would kind of keep in their mind too, as they're looking to buy a home? Yeah. So one thing I did do was I, um, it was actually in January. So like a month before I purchased, I did attend a Virginia housing, um, first time home buyers class, which was one day, Um, I think it was like from nine to three, but I did attend that just to get another overall look um, at the process. Also for the loan that I did, I did have to do like an online course as well. So I did do like a lot of additional education on top of, you know, working here. Okay, cool. And then where did you learn about some of those resources? 
like obviously we know a lot about them from where we are but I mean there's a lot of different places that I would have never thought about yeah both of those classes were recommended to me by my realtor and my loan officer okay cool good to know so I think that kind of goes into the idea that I feel like I nail in every one of these episodes is working with a loan officer or just anybody that you trust through the process who can make sure they guide you so it's a really good thing to keep in mind so with all of that you've been saving disciplined doing the courses what made you want to go from renting potentially to buying at this stage in your life? Um, that's a great question. So it's so funny because growing up, I used to always say, I'm not going to buy a house. I'm going to rent. I'm going to rent because like, I was like, I don't want to do the work. I just want to have like a maintenance guy that I can call. I'm going to rent. And when I start, when I first started working here, um, my goal was to, you know, move and get an apartment. And then probably about 30 days of me working here, I was like, no, I'm going to purchase. And it was really my, the main decision that caused me to purchase was the price and what I would pay in rent versus what I would pay um, for my mortgage and the mortgage was cheaper. So that's what I went for. Yeah, for sure. I think that's always something I kind of keep in mind too, that, or even, you know, if they're about the same, I've talked to this with other people too, is that if they are the same, the money you're paying in rent is just going to paying someone else's mortgage essentially. Whereas if you know, you're paying that same amount or maybe even just like a little bit more, but you have that discipline now through the process to start saving and not, you know, spending the extra money on the clothes or the concerts or all the fun stuff. You could, you know, go to Starbucks a little less, but then you're building equity for yourself. So it's, you know, a really cool thing to consider. How did you know, we kind of talked about with, you know, rent versus buy. How did you know that this was the right step for you, the right home, and that this was your ideal first home? What was that main motivation for you? Um, so I kind of knew it was the right step just because it made sense. I knew I would be in this area for at least the next one, two, three years. Um, it made sense for me, and it made sense for me financially. I knew the process. It wouldn't take a lot for me to get to, like, being able to close, if that makes sense. So I knew that I had a goal that I wanted to move at the beginning of 2023, and I knew that I could still be able to purchase in that timeline, too. So everything basically lined up. So about the homes, I knew that I wanted to purchase a condo or a townhouse. But one thing that I had to learn in this process is how condo fees and HOA fees are calculated into your housing payment that, you know, you qualify for that goes to your DTI and all this stuff. I didn't know that. And that's something that my loan officer basically had to teach me. And I kind of had to learn the hard way because the first property that I wanted, I qualified for before you added in the HOA fee and the condo fee, which was like 225. And he basically was telling me that 225 additional, you know, housing fee is basically like $50,000 added onto your purchase price. When he broke it down like that, it kind of made me look at the way that I was looking at houses and, you know, the price on them differently. But yeah, I did know that I wanted to purchase a condo or a townhouse. I did end up finding a townhouse with a lower HOA. So that's another reason why I kind of knew that it was the house for me because it all worked out. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I like the idea that you kind of wanted something a little different. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to be like, I want a house with a yard. I want like da 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 da. So I really think that's cool. Now that obviously I've learned more from here, like you have that you, yeah. know, you can still have a yard from other people on our team, or you could still have a garage. So I think that that's cool that you found exactly what you were looking for that met your needs. Yeah. You had mentioned that this process was a lot easier 
than you expected, which is awesome. I feel like for me, as I'm still kind of learning the process from my perspective too, I'm a little hesitant, but just because it seems like there are so many steps involved. For someone like me, was there anything that you may have not expected through the mortgage process that you would tell somebody, like kind of keep this in the back of your head just so you're not thrown off or surprised? I would really refer back to the HOA and condo fee thing because I just was not thinking about that at all. I didn't, I was not thinking about it. And, you know, condo fees can get extremely expensive into $400, $500, $600 a month. And I think a lot of first time home buyers do look at a condo or a townhouse as their first home. And it's kind of like that small font on Zillow where you don't see it. And then, you know, once it gets over to your loan officer, they kind of, crush your dreams and like you know this isn't gonna work so <laughs> um definitely one thing I would look out for or something that you know surprised me during the process yeah for sure I definitely agree that sometimes those underlying fees aren't something you consider like when you get bored like if I'm not online shopping I'm just shopping on Zillow and I just look at the houses and like oh that seems realistic but then you're not considering and it's usually not factoring in those additional little costs so that's a good you know, reminder for somebody to keep yeah. in mind. You had mentioned Virginia housing, and that kind of makes me think of grant options and, you know, other programs that are tailored to buyers, especially first-time buyers. If you don't mind sharing, did you take advantage of any of these first-time home buyer programs, grants, products? Um, no. So the loan I did, which I don't mind sharing, I did have a conventional loan that was still for first-time home buyers. So with the process, again, we're going to keep touching on how easy it was for you. And, you know, there was a lot of different stages, whether it be like in the actual process of getting your mortgage versus like where you start with the research and what you need to do or like what you've learned. What was your first step like personally in the process? So my very first step was to meet with my loan officer. Um, and I think if I didn't work here, my first step would have maybe been to meet with the realtor first, but I actually did meet with the loan officer first to see how much I could, you know, afford and qualify for. And that helped me to be a lot more realistic um, within my home search. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you, that you're saying you started meeting with somebody, whether it be in person, phone call, what, what have you, before you started playing on Zillow and started yeah. to... That's that's really smart. You set your expectations very reasonably before you go in like, oh, like I want like a house like my childhood house. And then I'm like, well, realistically, I'm not going to have my parents forever home. As right. my <laughs> so I think that's a really smart, realistic first step that mm -hmm. I think some other people could definitely benefit from and kind of consider in the back of their head. As a Gen Z home buyer, did you feel understood by your team and that your priorities are being heard and your needs are being met throughout this process? Yes, absolutely. Um, both my realtor and my loan officer really took time to explain things to me and make sure that we weren't going too fast. And they made sure that I was comfortable with everything that was happening. And, you know, before we moved forward, you know, with the next step or milestone. And without naming names and picking favorites, because we have a great team and I don't want to have to pick one over the other, how did you know that the person that you were working with was the person that you felt you trusted and was the best fit for you? Um, I would say I knew that they were the perfect match for me because they were giving me advice that I felt like they would also give 
their own children. Um, I could tell they just didn't want to get me to the closing table. They wanted to make sure that I was making the best financial and personal decision. Yeah, I think that's great. That's a, a good quality to have. Yeah. A loan officer is not just someone who is just trying to get the sale, but you can see, you know, they would tell this to their children or they would tell this to somebody they're related to, not just someone that they're working with. Kind of with your priorities and your needs being heard and met, did you have to compromise on any of the things that you definitely wanted in a home or a townhouse or a condo to ensure that it had all of the basic needs that you wanted? Yes, absolutely. And it's going to go back to the same thing about the condo and the HOVD. <laughs> if I would have had a higher condo fee, then someone... I'll be paying someone to cut my grass, but because I have, I don't have a condo fee. I just have an HOA fee. Have to cut my own grass. So yes, I did have to compromise on things, and that was another thing that kind of came down to discipline. And also, I kind of had to remind myself why I was doing this. Like, of course, I wanted to move. I'm a hundred percent, you know, happy with my purchase, but I had to remind myself, Jordan, this isn't your forever home. You know. This, this is your first home that you're purchasing at 24, and it's really to start building wealth for yourself. Um, so there were some things that I had to kind of let go of, like high condo fees so my grass would be cut. <laughs> Honestly, fair. I think that when I still had my apartment, that, that was a big love or my townhouse. It was just like, I love that someone always cut the grass. I could still, you know, have my plants and have my garden because we had the yard. But I never had to worry about storing a lawnmower or having to cut the grass or making sure that it always looked pretty. So, you know, it is a bummer. But, you know, <laughs> now as the homeowner, you can, you know, customize or potentially, you know, hire somebody around here and be like, please cut my grass. But yeah, I'll work in progress. But that's good that you feel like you didn't have to compromise too much. Like, I would hate to have to compromise not having like a garbage disposal or like a washer right. dryer. So it's kind of nice that, you know, the only thing that, the main thing you feel like you had to compromise with that. And that was one thing that I also kept in my head because I wasn't on a tight deadline or anything. It's not like I had a lease that was in there or something I had to move. So I did take my time with my home search. And then also I had, I made sure that I was going to be happy waking up in the home every day. There is no way I was going to be waking up and paying a mortgage for a house that I didn't like living in. So. Right. Definitely, you know, didn't, I, I won't say I settled, but I just had to you know, rearrange my priorities um, of what I want in the house. Right. And I feel like sometimes when you're like, when that the houses are going so quick and people were just trying to buy it, they weren't even thinking like, oh my gosh, this house doesn't have this big thing I wanted. So it's kind of nice that you started early. You weren't on the deadline to rush to get out or you had to move at this time. So, it's, you know, it feels like this purchase was like absolutely perfect for your timeline and your goals, which is great. One thing I do want to say that I did experience that you just touched on um, was, you know, houses that are houses are selling so quickly right now, especially in that first time home buyer range, you know, 200 to 400 in this area. Um, my house, it was listed. You know, I got the notification as soon as it was listed. I texted my realtor and I said, hey, you know, I want to go see this house. We went to see it later that afternoon. Um, and that night we put in the offer and. In 24 hours, it had eight offers. It, like eight people came and saw it. It had eight offers. And, you know, it had more over the next few days. But that was something that was also kind of, I guess, a shocker to me was I kind of would 
I kind of thought I would have more time to like decide like, oh, I think I'll, I'll sleep on it and put on an offer. No, we didn't have time for that. <laughs> like either we're putting in the offer or we're not. <laughs> right. Was the competition involved with the whole process, you know, scary at any point during it? Like if you knew that this one, it had most of the things that you wanted, if not all of them for the most part, were you afraid that, you know, with the amount of offers coming in that that would delay your chances of getting the house? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first house that I looked at, the one that um, had the higher condo fee, when I I actually went to go see that house on New Year's Eve. And when I was walking out of the list, out of the property, there were like two other families waiting. And kind of the same thing with the house that I ended up purchasing. My realtor got there before me. And after we saw it, he told me like, you know, if you wanted to put in the offer, we need to go ahead and do it. Because while I was waiting for you, you know, so many people came in and out and saw the property. So that did kind of make me feel like I wasn't in the game because I'm like, wow, these are older, more established people. These are couples, you know, they might have, you know, more cash to play around with, you know. So I did kind of feel like, dang, this might not work out, but it is. Which is also like a big win on you to be doing this, not alone, but on your own. This is your house, solely your house. Mm -hmm. And you essentially beat out the people who were couples that you had thought that had more to put down more on the line. So I think that that's, you know, big win for you. So major kudos. <laughs> so to kind of transition at town, we are really fortunate to have access to so many assets in regards to educating borrowers or, you know, even educating the LOs on our team. And you know, you had touched on that. You felt like you were really informed through the process because of what you have access to. But, you know, aside from what you did have access to, and we may have touched on it again with the, the condo fees, but was there anything just regarding the process that you wish that you had known prior? Um, I don't think so. I think I was pretty, I think I was pretty educated kind of going into it as far as what to expect. And like I was saying, I was more so waiting on someone to say like, oh, we need your tax returns from five years ago. We need your W-2 from, you know, just all that stuff you hear from our loan officers. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of waiting on something like that to happen, but luckily it didn't. Okay. And this is kind of just off the bat, kind of just curious, but what were some of the things that you made sure that you had to ensure that your closing was going to be seamless? Um, Definitely, you know, all of my past tax documents, um, all of my past W-2s, all of my past pay stubs. And I also want to give a shout out to our Simple Nexus app. I use the Simple Nexus mobile app the whole time. Like I just would take a picture of my documents and upload it. And it was so funny because we always, us working in marketing, we always tell our loan officers, you know, tell your clients to use the app. It's so great. It makes everything so much easier, but it really, really, really does make things easier. You know, like us being Gen Z, we don't know how to scan and fax anything. So <laughs> I was able to I was able to take a picture of literally every single document that I had and upload it from my phone. So shout out to our Simple Nexus app. Yeah, that is a major convenience factor. I had to scan in something or like quote unquote scan something in some receipts and I just could not figure it out. And you'd think that it would be easier. Like I'm very tech savvy. And I just couldn't. So I was like, honestly, we're just taking a picture. So that's a big convenience factor. And I'm glad you touched on that because major snaps for that app. 
we touched on a lot, which I think is awesome with this. Do you have any advice that you would give to renters trying to enter in the housing market? Yes. The first thing is talk to your local lender. And I'm not just saying that because I work here, but seriously, talk to a loan officer, um, especially one that maybe has experience with working with younger buyers, Gen Z buyers, first time buyers, because I feel like they know how to explain things to you. But find a lender that you trust and that you feel comfortable with um, and really talk to them about, you know, what your goals are as, as far as buying your first home, what, you know, grants may be available, what uh, products you may qualify for. But talk to your lender first, because I think I think a lot of times um, people may wait so long to purchase a home or they don't think about purchasing a home so young because they think it's so far away. It's not attainable, but it really is attainable. But you just have to have that conversation and have someone show you how it is attainable. You know, I was you know fortunate enough to work here so I could learn that it was attainable. But I don't know if I maybe like if I would have started working somewhere else, I could almost promise you 99 percent I wouldn't have purchased the house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So working here definitely influenced me, but I think it starts with education. It starts with educating, you know, Gen Z and millennials about that it's not that it's not unattainable to purchase a home. Um, so taking me back to what I said, find a local lender that you're comfortable with and just, you know, have a consultation with them and get the ball started. And, you know, from there, set goals with yourself. And then also um, always ask questions if somebody if someone is talking too fast or they're saying something that you're not comfortable with, ask questions. Um, I do actually have a short story time about, I think some one time a lender slash salesperson kind of underestimated what I knew because of my age. So I went to see model homes that were being built and it's by a popular builder. I'm not going to say the name, by a very popular builder. And he asked me where I worked when we went to sit down to like look at how much the house would cost. Um, he asked me where I work, and I told him, you know, I work at Town Bank Mortgage. And we kept on having the conversation, and he, you know, he showed me one financing scenario, and then he was like, well, I, I can show you this other special thing we can do. And I was like, okay. So he shows me this financing scenario where the first year, your rate is X percent. The next year, your rate is X percent, and then years three through 30, it's, you know, the note rate. And he's like, yeah, this is this special program we can do. And I'm just like, yeah, this is called a temporary buy down, right? So he wasn't expecting me to know what he was showing me. You know what I'm saying? He's thinking that he's showing me something exclusive that only he can offer me and that I can only get if I, you know, I purchase this home from them when really I'm like, I know exactly what this is, you know, because I work here. But don't let a realtor or builder, loan officer, agent, anyone try to get over you, get over on you or sway you in a certain direction just because of your age. Make sure that you're making the best decision for yourself. For sure. Do not underestimate younger buyers, especially Gen Z. We have ample opportunities and resources at our fingertips, not just at town or just because we know how to use our phones. Like we just understand all the technology. And I mean, a lot of people do and people are just like, oh, you just don't know this industry as well as I do. I've been here longer, but you know, we get it. We understand. So I think that that's a really good point to include. Mm -hmm. We ended up running through all of the questions that I had prepared really quickly. You are a great conversationalist. (laughs) With the home buying process and your experiences, is there anything else that you would want to potentially include 
for either a Gen Z or maybe someone who's a little bit older in a different age bracket, but is still renting, maybe trying to still sway the decision of being a renter to a buyer? Kind of still the same thing that I said, like, just start the conversation. Start the conversation with a lender and look at, you know, where you are now and where you want to be in the next six months, where you want to be in the next year. I think just having the conversation and getting the ball rolling and seeing that it is attainable will help so many people, whether they're 24 or 44, you know. Working with someone you trust and meeting with a loan officer does not always mean you are sitting down and talking to them face to face. You're not calling them to get the mortgage tomorrow or to start the process right now. You're just having the conversation to see if this is attainable for you now or in your future, what you need to do to make sure your current and future goals align with where you are in the process or like what you want. Because, you know, you may think right now, no, I don't want to buy, but maybe in 10 years I want to buy or maybe five years, whatever is realistic for that person in that scenario. But you're not taking those steps like you had said at the very beginning to, you know, hold yourself accountable to, you know, give up some of the fun stuff to save. So some people aren't considering that. But if you meet with somebody in a local lender or just anybody that you can trust who is knowledgeable on the topic to kind of help you understand what you need to do to reach those goals. Gotcha. So I think that that was great. But that is all that I have for today. Thank you, Jordan, for joining us today. I'm sure that we will have you back in another episode. I'm going to probably think of 100 more questions to ask you and pick your brain a little bit more about this process as I'm looking to eventually jump in and do it myself. So thank you again for joining me. I'm really excited to share your story. No problem. Thank you, Peyton. It was super fun, and I can't wait to do it again. Oh, thanks. <laughs>